0: Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young.
1: Well, hello there, and a special big shout-out to my listeners from some new countries. I want to call out Morocco. Welcome, Finland, Croatia, Ukraine, Sweden... Algeria, so I want to welcome all of you to the show today. I just want to thank you for being my listening audiences and supporting us for tuning into the Transformation for Success show each week. You know, we're syndicated and we're on the Empowerment and Women's Channels Tuesdays at noon and Fridays at noon Pacific Standard Time. You can download both of these shows after the last show on my website and on iTunes, Transformation for Success. I want you to share with your friends and colleagues. You know, this show is for the young, the, the bold, the restless, CEO entrepreneurs, and those who are seeking answers and strategies to make a change in their lives for more or even greater success. It's so powerful to hear others' journeys of how they became whole and complete through their circumstances and challenges. So each week, I am so pleased to share these transformational journeys of men and women who've had setbacks, tragedies, upsets, and all kinds of trauma in their lives but who have pursued against all odds their dreams to step into their purpose. More importantly, individuals who are authentic and transparent enough to share their journeys with you. So today in my studio, I have one such woman who lost her spiritual and emotional core but found herself in some of the darkest corners and spaces which I know out there some of you have found or you're in one of them today. She reached rock bottom repurpose herself emotionally mentally and spiritually to become a master teacher who today is helping those who are living in dark recesses and robbed by those who were supposed to love and protect them so she helps them find hope renewed health and healing so today i welcome miss candy rochelle lewis so stay tuned do text your friends if they cannot listen live, alert them to tune into the show later today, or they can download it later tonight. I'm certain they're going to be encouraged and motivated from hearing Miss Lewis to take action steps to shift their lives. So, without any further ado, I want to welcome my guest,
2: Miss Candy. Dr. Barbara, thank you so <laughs> much. It's been oh, a, a pleasure, a Welcome
1: honor. to the Transformation for a Success show, and I'm just delighted to finally get you on the show with me today. Yeah. So, let me just share a little bit about you to our listening audience because you have quite an impressive background. For the last 10 years, Candy Lewis has been the CEO of the Positive Results Corporation. Coming out of corporate America, I'm sure what her next steps might be, Candy's brother, who was a Los Angeles police officer, asked her to take over the Positive Results Corporation. This saved and changed her life. Now, having never worked for a nonprofit, Candy volunteered with several agencies, and many times she was told no. No to collaborations, no to funding, no to opportunities. And how many of you out there have experienced a no? But Candy kept pushing on, kissing forward, knowing the vision and mission given to her. She kept moving forward in spite of opposition. So today, Candy is a masterful trainer and facilitator who is certified in domestic violence, sexual assault, and suicide awareness. She specializes in trauma caused by teen dating violence, sexual assault, and bullying. But she also teaches healthy relationships and youth to be peer leaders and advocates. So I am just delighted to have her on the show today to share because there are so many things that are happening today, and this woman has received numerous awards and honors, including the 2017 Woman of the Year. So I am just excited to have you. So Candy, welcome again to the show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Barbara. It's my honor to be here with you and your listening audience today. Thank you. Well, you're so welcome. But, you
1: know, you've done so much, uh, and you're helping people, you know, today. And I I just want to say this, too, because um, just recently my daughter's former boss committed suicide and oh. I know that there's so many people that yes he did. he was a young man, took a gun to his head and, and, and shot himself in his garage. So oh. I, I, I just you know my heart just went out because I know there's so many people who are feeling that there's despair, depression, there's no way out. And for the listeners out there, I want you to hear a story of a woman who was in a dark space but who came out of that dark space. So, Candy, let's start from the beginning, and how did this begin for you?
2: Well, it began, um, it's really weird how it began, because it had actually been going on well before I was aware of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So my background is in corporate America. I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. I've been married um, this August, as a matter of fact. For 36 years, I have three amazingly awesome children. I have a mother who loves me and brothers who, who love me. And I was in corporate America at the top of my game. I mm-hmm. was the interim president of a technology company, vice president of sales. I was making more money than the law allowed. And I'm talking about well, well into the six figures. Mm-hmm. Um, And so life was good, but I was depressed. I was unhappy. I was angry. I was driving to work crying. I just couldn't figure out what was going on. And everywhere I turned, I just, I was unhappy about everything. I was unhappy about my family. I was unhappy about me. And I I hated my job. I I know there are a lot of people that are listening that are thinking, that sounds just like me. I hated my job. I hated going into my office. And I can honestly say this, that at some point in the 2000, maybe 2005, that um, I would go to my office and it was in a city that's only 20 minutes away from my house in LA. But Mm -hmm. on an average Traffic day, it's an hour and a half. And if there is a fire or any of the local games, um, that could go up to three hours on the way home. And Uh so I was really depressed about that. And Uh I started getting off the freeway close to my job, and I started smoking cigarettes and drinking before I went to work. Now, when I say started smoking cigarettes, for the first time in my life, I'm starting to smoke cigarettes. I am I am drinking before work. Then I started smoking weed with my um, alcohol and my cigarettes before work. And I'm going to mat- work and I'm angry and I don't like anyone there. And I'm still doing my job, but I'm just barely, barely surviving. You know, we put mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. mask on. Where we showed the world one face, but inside we were dying. And I felt like I I had completely lost control to the point where maybe a year and a half later, I had an out-of-body experience at work. I was sitting at my uh, desk, and it was a very big open floor plan, and I heard somebody cussing really loud. And they were saying, F those mofos. And I'm like, oh, my God. They're catching in my office and my team. I'm not gonna have this. So I stood up to see who was saying this and realized it was me. I
1: was oh my! You you were actually saying <laughs> you were actually yes. saying those words.
2: Yes, out loud, the whole words, really loud. And I'm like, what happened? I don't know what happened. I don't know what made me say them. But I know this. Um is that on my way home, driving home from work, being sad and depressed and crying, and then going back to work, within a week, I had quit my job. And I drove from my office to Kaiser Mental Health on the other side of town and said, I need to be seen because I just couldn't put it all together. But I just knew that there was, I probably was on my last days. Not that I was going to kill myself. Mm -hmm. I just, Felt like I was completely losing myself. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! What they told me that. they told me that I was chronically stressed and clinically depressed, or clinically stressed and chronically depressed, and even a little menopausal. And so after I found that out, I'm like, oh my gosh! So now I know that I'm not crazy. This is something that's real that's happening to me. Mm-hmm. And I went home and I went to bed for 30 days. I didn't get out of my bed for 30 days. I slept for 20 hours a day for 30 days. What was your
1: family saying for at 30, this time about this? How was this impacting your family? Well, my family
2: was a wreck. My family went from trying to figure out what is making her go off and just spazz out on us and and be fussing and angry and we're not doing anything to being extremely concerned, standing over me, asking me to go to the doctor, asking me, did I need anything, trying to feed me, trying to wake me up. And I could not move. I was exhausted. I was in a zone that I wasn't even talking. For 30 days I was nonverbal. I laid in the bed even on my side when I did eat, and I laid in the bed on my side and ate laying down like that. I was exhausted. The only time I got out of my bed was to go to the restroom, and to this day, I honestly do not know. This was 10 years ago. I don't Uh know if I took a shower in those 30 days. So, you you know, I was was
1: a mess. Did they ever um, say that in a sense, you know, I wrote a word down here, catatonic. Were you in somewhat of a catatonic state? Did they ever diagnose you for that period of time? No. Okay. Mm -mm.
2: They did, you know, like I said, they diagnosed me as being premenopausal, chronically chronically stressed and clinically depressed, or maybe it was clinically stressed and clinically depressed. I don't remember. (laughs) I just know I was exhausted and I went home and went to bed. But Bless now, your here's heart. A funny thing, after 30 days, I could not sleep and I paced my house. I never went outside of my house for maybe three months, other than to go to the doctor's office. And maybe about 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, I would go sit in my backyard for maybe 30 minutes. But that was it. I just paced. There is a, a track in my hallway where you could see my pace marks, um, And I keep it there as a reminder
3: uh-huh. that
2: this too shall pass.
3: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: This too shall pass. But everyone, my, my whole family, was very concerned. I remember one day my husband said, and you can hear the panic in his voice. He's like, what happened? I just want my wife back. And I remember saying, I don't know what happened. I want me back, too. But I actually didn't say it out loud. It was mm-hmm. out loud in my brain. I was screaming. I just could not speak. Oh, my goodness.
1: What were some, what were some of the steps that, that you took to bring you out of this darkness into light?
2: Uh, well, before I, I go there, let me say this. We gotta talk about the symptoms, and because I never experienced any of these symptoms before, it was very difficult for me to put them all together until looking back. Then I could say, oh, one plus two plus three equals this. So we don't think about the fact that if you start crying constantly, there's a problem. <laughs> if you are at in that you cannot sleep, or you're sleeping long hours. Like I remember beforehand, I would sleep 10, 11 hours and wake up and I was completely exhausted. Just wore out. Um, those, are, those are problems. Those are signs that uh-huh, there's uh-huh. a bigger problem. And I didn't know them putting them all together. Um, to The sign of uh, starting to smoke cigarettes for the first time in my life. That mm-hmm. should have been a big clue. Uh, drinking and smoking weed, those should have been big clues because I was trying to just live and survive and do whatever I could to make it through another day. And when you take all of them and put them together, those are a real big warning sign. They really are. I didn't they know really it. They really are. And so really the are. first thing that I did to come out of it was to acknowledge that there was a problem and go seek help. That okay. was the biggest thing.
1: And okay. And then I'm, next, I'm, I'm hold your point they, because you know what I think. What what reason why I'm slowing you down because I think it's so important for individuals today who may have some of those same symptoms who are going through some of those same things. Is the first thing is that you sought medical attention and then to acknowledge what it is happening, right? Yes.
2: Absolutely.
1: But we, I want a we often go- Let's back up just a, a, a bit is that all the cigarette smoking and the drinking and and the drugs, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And I'm going to back up a moment and have you just sort of explain, because that's symptomatic uh, that I think we don't want to bypass if there's a change Mm -hmm. in behavior, change in the way you're doing things. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Candy, and she's going to share a little bit more about this story. This is a woman that today is successful, so stay tuned.
4: Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration. And motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the VoiceAmerica.tv network.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash VoiceAmerica. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at one 888 346 9141 That's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome
1: back. Today with my show, with my guest, Miss Candy Rochelle Lewis from the Positive Results Corporation. And she is sharing her story. And we started from the beginning. And I tell you, this is quite a show today that you'll want to hear. So stay tuned because we have a lot more to share. So, Candy, we were talking about... Going into dark places, and some of the steps that you took to bring you out of this darkness into the light. And one of the things you said before we went on break was to acknowledge what is happening to you. And I sort of wanted to take you back a little bit that first of all, noticing changes in behavior, you'd never smoked cigarettes before in your life. You were not a drinking person. And then you actually started smoking uh, some uh, marijuana, I guess, what uh, weed. Is that what yep. it's called? Marijuana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marijuana. And, mm-hmm. Which is now, yeah. So, which of course, these were all things that were things that you had not done before. So I think it's important to recognize that those are signs. So you acknowledged what was happening. You sought medical treatment. And what else can you share?
2: Well, now, I did drink wine, but I wasn't like, I'm, I've never been a big drinker, but now uh-huh. I'm drinking like a fish. So once I sought uh, help, And they told me what was going on. I was so exhausted, I honestly couldn't do anything. So that's why I went home and I went to bed to rest. Uh Uh And then once I got to the point where I was done resting, then I went, I started um, with receiving, um, I started getting personalized care from a mental health professional and uh-huh. I would have one-on-one counseling sessions where we did talk therapy and I can't tell you how beneficial that was. I don't think there's anything that you could do that is much more beneficial than having personalized individual conversations with someone because it allowed me to be able to think out loud and to really get my words out and not have someone that was vested into me and saying things like, what you should do. Well, you know what you should do, or you know Mm -hmm. what your problem is. And Mm -hmm. that's how we Mm -hmm. think we help other people. We want to solve the problem for them, or we want to tell them what's wrong with them, and Mm -hmm. that does not help anyone. I also started journaling. Because uh-huh. I, I was still in this angry phase. And I was angry because I kept reliving things over and over and over that had already passed. And so I would think about something, maybe something my husband said, or something that someone else said to me that I didn't respond to the way I thought I should have. And I would think about what I should have said. And I would just get angry about the whole thing. And I found myself, by journaling, I was able to actually get out all of the anger and the built-up resentment that I had. And I realized that I was really just spiraling. I was on Mm -hmm. a treadmill saying and doing the same things over and over again. One of the other things that I, I really have to say that I realized, I forgot all about my spiritual health. Mm-hmm. I was dealing in the life. I was dealing in the world. And I wasn't seeking any place for candy. I was overwhelmed as the mother and the wife and the boss and the, the person that was in charge of everything. And if someone needed something, they could come to me. But who was candy getting any support from? And also my spiritual health, where I was—I just forgot, and I was so busy. I wasn't going to church, Um, and I'm not saying this was great for someone else, but it was great for me Uh to start going back to church and Uh to really—and I didn't just like go into a church. I specifically, intentionally went to find a place that I could call home that I felt comfortable with. Uh And I started going and visiting churches and interviewing them so that Uh I would feel comfortable where I was. Uh So going to the doctors, um, doing talk therapy, um, really start paying attention to myself. What Uh were my needs? You know, as women, as people, we take on so many responsibilities. That we give everything to everyone and put ourselves last. Mm-hmm. We have to go into the airplane mode that when you get on that plane, you put your seatbelt on first and mm-hmm. then you take care of everybody else.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, like they always say, put your oxygen mask on first. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it your exactly. belt? Well, mm-hmm. it, it, it certainly, I, I'm so happy that you move from this dark place into the light and you're doing so much work today how, how long did it take you to actually move through that period uh, into the light so
2: to speak so I quit my job on June 10th 2007 mm-hmm. I honestly believe the depression started mm-hmm. maybe four or five years before that time but mm-hmm. it was at that point that I had just reached a point where I could not move any further. Because Uh um, when I was in my dark place, not only was I in my dark place, I did not share with anyone. So I had a mask on. Everyone thought from the outside I was good. But from the (laughs) inside, I wasn't. And I think that's what really shocked most people. How do you go from being this very successful, um, very financially fit, Uh, person to the very next day quitting your job and going to bed because it didn't happen in a day. It took years for me to get to that point. Yeah, you started spiraling it out. Right, and so it took me a year to get to the point where I could get out of the bed, get out of the house, and start functioning with other people. Uh And then it took me another year to really get comfortable and to start spreading my wings. So I started, I took the company over in 2008, probably around June or July. Uh And by 2009, now I'm really starting to work with other people in the community. And I'm Uh volunteering my time and I'm learning about what is a nonprofit as well as One of the needs of the community, because Uh although the Positive Results Corporation had been in business since 1991 and a nonprofit since 1993, Uh it hadn't been doing anything for a while, and the focus was on reading literacy and mentoring, and that was not what I wanted to do. It also was not what was needed at the time. Uh So working with other nonprofits and doing needs assessment, and working with our board, we realized that the real need at this time was to address the violence and the abuse that was overwhelmingly (laughs) plaguing children, especially children of color, because (laughs) no one was talking about uh, violence other than gun violence and gang violence. And there's so many other types of violence and abuse that has impacted our children that will even drive them to games or to guns. And so, you know. Go ahead. That's what what I did to really, to groom myself. But can I share something with you? Sure. I think the biggest thing, uh, and I tell everyone this, as I said, I lost my spiritual self. Mm
3: -hmm. Back
2: in 1998, Mm -hmm. the spirit, told me to be a teacher. The kids told me to be a teacher. My children told me to be a teacher. But and I said, know. oh, I am not going to be a teacher. You, you didn't can do it. You can me with that mess. <laughs> I'm not going to be a teacher because kids are bad as heck. And parents, some parents, weren't raising their children. They weren't uh-huh. listening to uh-huh. educators. And as a parent, I listen to my children, and I know who they are better than anybody else. And I know that they're not the sweetest, nicest people all the time. And I also know when they leave my house, they put those other masks on. And I have to listen and work with educators because they're with my children all day. So I want to hear their side. I want to hear my children's side. And then I know there's another side. So I'm not going to do this (laughs) because I I don't want to deal with it. I've seen far too many parents that have gone up to a school and start fussing and cussing and trying to beat up a, a teacher simply because they were trying to do their job. So, so I in, said, I'm not going to do that. So, that so in
1: 19... 19- so in essence, mm-hmm. Candy, you disobeyed. Yeah. You t- refused to oh, go absolutely. into teaching. absolutely. And you went absolutely. in an opposite yeah, direction, great. which is really not your calling and your purpose. So isn't and it strange the- that we have a way of things that happen in our lives... That can propel us to our purpose, or you yes. could have stayed in that place and maybe never, ever come out of it. But That's the, right. most, the most miraculous thing is how you were destined to be where you are today. So because of, you know, and I, and I say that because I know a lot of people will say uh, or have said, I have had a feeling that I'm supposed to do this, but it, did, it wasn't to me, it didn't seem like it would be money. Or I would get a, uh, have a living from doing that. And I know from talking with many individuals all over the world, a lot of them are in professions because their parents wanted them to be in the profession or it was a profession that made money. And what do we think about are professions that make money. So you're not the first person <laughs> and obviously won't be the last one, but we hope that the listeners, those of you out there, are hearing this story. And will feel that maybe you should turn around and start walking in your destiny and your purpose. So, Candy, I want to know um, when you found out this was your purpose and you started working with the Positive Results Corporation, what have been your greatest successes?
2: Oh, my gosh. There have been so many successes. First off, I love what I do. People look at me now. They stop me (laughs) as I'm walking down the street or going in a store or whatever, and they're like, oh, my God, you're glowing. And I tell them, that's just God, my ancestors and Mother Earth that you see all over me. And Uh so some of my greatest successes are, first off, working with kids. I love working (laughs) with youth and young adults. (laughs) And we've had instances where we have been very instrumental in saving and changing lives. Um, Case in point, we had a conference, and uh, we're going to actually bring this conference back. It's called Stop the Pain, a team Uh summit on dating violence, sex trafficking, and bully prevention. Mm -hmm. And in 2013, there was a young lady... Standing in the middle of this conference, just looking lost and kind of like, I don't want to be here. And I uh-huh. to her and I talked to her, and we just chatted for it couldn't have been more than three minutes. And at the end, I told her, Look, I love you. Give me a hug. And she looked at me like, You love me. You don't even know me. And I just <laughs> told you, I don't want to be here. And I said, Honey, I understand you may not want to be here, but you're here. And I understand that you may not be happy with life simply because you don't know your value in life, and you have other people telling you what to do. But all you have to do is do what you're supposed to do, and everything Mm -hmm. will come to you. Just keep living. Long story short, um, in January of 2014, I received a call from the organization that she was with, They asked if I remember the young lady I spoke to. And I called her Miss Attitude because she had all the attitude in the world. And they told me, well, what you don't know about her is that morning she had woke up and she wrote in her folder that she was clutching to her chest when I talked to her that she was going to kill herself that day. She was going to kill herself that morning and then realized she had to go to this event. And she didn't want to try and commit suicide and not be successful and have someone find her. Because so she was going to do it after the event. But oh, it was wow. My interactions with her for three minutes, it was no more than three minutes, mm-hmm. that but you made changed her life. stop and asked her mm-hmm. say to herself, first off, what was it about her that I saw? What was it that about her that I told her I loved her, and when I told her to go find something at that conference that so she could get invested in, and she went and did that and found just joy, and she was like, why was I at this place? And so just three minutes, it takes three minutes to change someone's life.
1: It surely does, and, and I really applaud
2: that. was for that. one of the best things. Oh, I can
1: imagine, and just think of where wow. that young lady is today in her life. That, you
2: know, that young it, lady just graduated college. Uh, that young that, lady uh, is starting her own private practice. She's uh, doing exceedingly well right now. I hear from her still to this day. We we had another workshop. One of the most humbling workshops was I did a workshop uh, for some pregnant and parenting girls. It was supposed to be on job training, but they were 12, 13, 14 years old. So I was talking to them about job training, but also on life skills and leadership and parenting. And we talk about domestic violence. And at the end of the class, maybe a month later, one of the young ladies called me and said, I need you to do me a favor. And I said, Candy. sure, what, I, what can I do? She Candy. asked me to call her mother. Yes.
1: Candy, can I hold you right there? We've got to take a quick break, but we're going to come back and hear what happened when you were talking with these pregnant <laughs> young ladies. So thank you yes. listeners. We'll be right back. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you
4: Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration. And motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the VoiceAmerica.tv network.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash VoiceAmerica.
1: And welcome back to the Transformation for Success show with my guest today, Miss Candy Lewis, Executive Director of the Positive Results Corporation. And before we went on break, she was sharing a story where she met a young lady at a life skills and domestic violence workshop. So Candy, tell us what happened.
2: So I trained these young ladies for six weeks and maybe... A month after the workshop, one of the young ladies called me, and she said, I need you to do me a favor. I said, sure, what is it? She said, I would love for you to talk to my mother and help my mother the way you helped me. I was in an abusive relationship with the father of my child, and I am no longer in that relationship with him, and I need you to talk to my mother because she is in an abusive relationship. And I know that if you can help me, you can help her.
3: So the impact
2: was just amazing, (laughs) that we would have someone who felt so strongly about her success, that she would reach out and have her mom, and and identify that her mom was in this abusive relationship as well. That is remarkable. What a lovely,
1: lovely story. And you know, I know you have so many stories that, boy, we don't have enough time to even talk about uh, some of the, the success stories you've had. But one of the questions I, I, I had for you is from because today we're in a whole new era and a lot of things have happened since 2004, uh, 2014, from your professional perspective, what do you see, Candy, as some of today's most challenging are pressing challenges for individuals, in particular our teens and millennials?
2: The most pressing issue is social uh-huh. media. Social media uh-huh. was meant to bring us together,
3: but uh-huh.
2: it has a, a, a side effect that it is tearing us apart and in some instances playing a role in our inability to be social. Uh-huh. So because of social media and technology, we are seeing uh, violent and abusive relationships happen. We see bullying happening on all, different, on all the different social media sites. Uh, we're seeing people lose themselves and, and take their lives on social media. So I think it's important that uh-huh. parents consider... If you are giving your child, your children, not your teens, but your child, the telephone, that you're giving it to them for the purposes of them being able to connect with someone else. But understand that you're also putting in their hands the mm-hmm. quickest, largest access to pornography in the world. It's in the palm wow. of their hands. And mm-hmm. so don't give your children access to um the Internet, you may give them uh-huh. access to a telephone, but limited to that. Teach them about Internet safety and uh-huh. help them to understand that this is a, a privilege and a tool, and it is not something to use lightly, uh-huh. that we're now videotaping violence. And back in the day, there's no, there's no one that hasn't been bullied, We've Mm -hmm. all been bullied in some form or fashion, but parents need to understand that the bullying today is so not what we've experienced as children. So we always say, well, why is this going on and why are the kids still on their phone and why don't they just hang up? Because we put cell phones and tablets and computers in babies' hands. And so our children have grown up with this. This is a part of their life that will never go away. But we have to teach them about the violence and the abuse. And also, not only just telephones and tablets, we're now creating all these smart devices and smart homes. Um, People uh, in dating and domestic violence relationships that may Mm -hmm. have a, a cell phone or a smart house, they're now finding that Uh, their abusers are locking them in their house remotely or turning on their lights remotely or or recording conversations or tapping into their computers remotely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is our biggest challenge to -hmm. help people understand how violence and abuse is starting to play um, through the advent of smart Mm -hmm. technology.
1: So how do we teach um, healthy relationships to teens today? Because what I'm hearing is, and, and for a lot of them, they have not seen it modeled in their own parents. So should we begin to deal with parents on another level as well? Because uh, I have a foundation that works with teen girls, but it's a requirement that parents attend as well. Because I believe if you educate a parent, you educate a child. So if we start to think of working with parents in helping them to have better healthy relationships as well as how to handle social media, with, because they're not taught, Candy, do, are you finding this <laughs> a challenge today as well?
2: The parents. Absolutely. and We definitely are finding it a challenge. We are mm-hmm. definitely finding it a challenge for parents to participate. But we have to take into consideration that there was a time when parents were children and they were left on their own accord to raise themselves. Mm -hmm. And because they did not Mm -hmm. have a mother and a father to raise them, they did the best job they could raising themselves. They Mm -hmm. also didn't have the tools when they became babies, having babies. And so they did not teach their children, not because they didn't want to know, but they didn't know. know So now we have three generations of people because the parents are now 35- and 40-year-old grandparents, and their children have ch- are having children. And so we have these kids. Everyone needs, we, just, we need to just go back and start all over again. And the parents, the grandparents, and the children all need to have uh, workshops on healthy relationships and, mm-hmm. um, and, and um, mindfulness and conflict resolution and effective communication on all of our workshops, whether it is our bullying or our healthy mm-hmm. relationships or leadership mm-hmm. or violence prevention. The first workshop that we have is self-assessment and discovery. Who mm-hmm. are you as a person? Because right. we, you, we so often hear uh, parents, grandparents, and even community members cuss children out, and call them everything but a child of God, everything but beloved. And so, as a child, we did a survey with some young men, and Uh. we asked them all the bad names that they were called. They were called so many horrible names, I almost cried. And I asked them, who called them these names? They list their mother, their father, their grandparents, their siblings, their siblings, uh, significant others, teachers, preachers, police officers. And the community and strangers, and I asked every one of them, how did it make them feel? And two of the words that made me realize how this is impacting them
3: Uh was
2: devastating. Two boys said, one boy said, I feel devastated. And the other boy said, I feel like myself. So they were internalizing this. So if you've been called a stupid mofo, but told that you will never be anything, And Mm -hmm. that's how you internalize it and you feel like this is who I'm going to be. That's how you show up. That's so true. So we have to do a better Mm -hmm. job in helping people, parents, grandparents, teens, and children feel good about themselves and feel like they are worthy.
1: It is so important because I know that what is in an individual is so powerful and they need to know it. But I, and I really uh, want to thank you for the work that you're doing to help make a difference in the communities. And one of the things, too, uh, you mentioned, you mentioned you have a family, and how do you balance what I call life-work balance, Candy, for
2: yourself? Well, I spend time with my family now, uh, mm-hmm. And I don't rush, so I, I I am committed to spending time with my husband, my children. When I get tired or I start to feel a little overwhelmed, I take okay. a day off. Okay. Now I'm blessed to do that because I have my own company, but mm-hmm. i spend, I take time off. I don't over schedule myself. When I first started doing this, I went everywhere so I could meet everyone. And I got to the point where I met so many people, and I'm I'm being known and recognized and acknowledged. And so now I'm focused very much on what is going to be in the best interest of the work that we do for the people that we work with. So I I don't just show up everywhere anymore. I am very um, targeted on what is most important for my community, And my work. And then I make sure that I have time
1: for me. That is wonderful. Because, you know, and I have to always ask that question because with busy ladies like yourself, you're always helping so many other people. But, you know, we've got to help ourselves. We've got to be true to our families and to ourselves first. Putting on that oxygen mask. So, I want to thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> you have received, you know, a lot of accolades and awards for your work. And I know, Candy, you've attributed a lot of success uh, to your mother and the unconditional love from your family. Can you just kind of describe what your mother gave to you
2: as we close the show today? My mother has always loved me and has never put me down, and even Mm -hmm. when when I was in my darkest place, and when I said that I wanted to to do this, she's always been my rock, Uh, even when other people, even those closest to me and my family said, "Mm, how are you going to do this? You don't have any skills. You didn't go to college for this. You don't have a degree in that. Uh, How are you going to do this? But my mother knew my heart and my commitment. And she said, if you want to do this, I'm with you 100%. And as I stood up and I talked to my mom and even my family, and I talk to people now, one of the things that I have to to remind people is this is not what I want to do. This is what the Spirit told me to do. Mm-hmm. And I thought that my my goal and my life was to be a um, a uh, top salesperson, and it was until it wasn't. And so what I just really want to share with people is one thing. Back in 1997, the Spirit told me to be a teacher, and I said no. 2007, I lost myself. 2017, I was voted the 2017 Woman of the Year in education. You can't run for what God has already planned for you. And I'm glad that I obeyed. I'm glad, I'm glad that you I was did obedient. Too. And, even if I, and, I, and I'm even thankful for the dark place, because the dark place prepared me for the work that I'm doing today. Absolutely. I don't like, know if I would have been as successful. You know, I, I, someone said to me the other day, they're like, you've been in this for 10 years now, Wow. I can't believe you're still here. And I said, well, what did you expect? This is, I, I have no control over this. This is where the Spirit has led me. And I'm thankful for that every day. So I thank my mother for believing in me and giving me that strength and my family for allowing me to move with the Spirit as the Spirit has directed me.
1: Well, I can't thank you enough for being on the shore today. And I want to, you know, share with the listeners out there to remember those of you today if you're experiencing challenges and you find yourself at rock bottom, remember there's still time. And this is in honor of John Teresi, who wrote this. Mm -hmm. There's still time, time enough to shine through all that darkness which always kept you blind in the memory of your words, now repeating. In your mind, there's still time, time enough to shine. There's still time enough to feel with an aching heart to heal. There's time enough to know all you need to grow. Let those dark clouds rain. You don't need to feel the pain. There's still time. There's time enough to shine. So thank you today and remember, Learn to use the positive results for you and shine. And Miss Candy Lewis, thank you so much for sharing and being so authentic and transparent. And listen, to, if you missed the show today or if some of your friends missed the live show, remember, they can download it later on Transformation for Success Empowerment or the Women's Channels on voiceamerica.com. So, Candy Thank you and have a great and blessed week, and keep on doing the work you are doing. We love you so very much, and thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Barbara. It's been my honor and pleasure, and you keep doing the great work as well.
1: Thank you, Candy. I will.